Mark Twain said the two most important days in your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why. The why is hidden in your name. Sharon Lynn Wyeth has created a scientific way of deciphering your name to reveal your contract for this lifetime. And your name even specifies the seven areas that are subsets of your soul's overall goal. Your name identifies who you are to both yourself and others. What does your name say about you? Find out in the book Know the Name, Know the Person, which can be purchased on the website knowthename.com. Welcome to Luminescence Common Sense Spirituality, a show designed to share spiritual insights with you so that you can comprehend the universe and how it functions. You are about to experience raised consciousness. This is a place where spiritual principles are shared with the goal of assisting you to expand your understanding of both the seen and unseen worlds. Luminescence Common Sense Spirituality helps you to discern the timeless truths handed down from wise sages through the ages, from the airy-fairy nonsense that is being taught today. Now, here is your host, Sharon Lynn Wyeth. Welcome to Luminescence Common Sense Spirituality, Sharon Lynn Wyeth's radio show that disseminates esoteric knowledge and common sense spirituality. I am Susan Klopstein, spiritual therapist and medical intuitive of So Well, and a bestie of Sharon Lynn Wyeth for 30 years. So, it is with a very heavy heart that I tell you that Sharon passed away this past Monday, March 28th, approximately 9.30 p.m., It was Sharon's wish that I host this radio show today that you might call in with your questions as so many of you have planned. However, next week, I would like to host perhaps a memorial luminescence radio show for Sharon, and I invite you all to call in next week and share your experiences with Sharon as a lightkeeper's channeler, as a nomology reader, as a writer, a teacher, and a mentor. So in honor of Sharon's last wishes, let me tell you a bit about myself and what I do so that I might help you. For those of you who are just tuning in, I am Susan Klopstein, spiritual therapist and medical intuitive of So Well. You can contact me by accessing my website, sowealth.com, and calling the number there or emailing me, susan at sowealth.com. Now, for my background, I have an MA in clinical psychology from National University, Irvine, California, and a BS in business administration, management, and marketing from the University of Maine. I also have a master's level study in Comparative Theology from Concordia University in Irvine, California. And since opening my Soul Wealth practice on February 22nd of 1993, I have become known as a soul scientist, a spiritual psychotherapist, and a medical intuitive. I have synthesized all of my work into a system called Soul Wealth, and it is definitely psychotherapy for the soul. As a soul scientist, my techniques identify a wealth of spiritual covenants and soul contracts, as well as the history of the soul and past life experiences. 
both in body and son's body. In addition, I identify clients' intelligence types, relational gifts, communication styles, and functional talents to help solidify identity and develop a more fulfilling career path for people. Uncovering this wealth of information heals and it elevates the soul's life path and the purpose of this life path. My clients consistently report physical healing, more fulfilling relationships, and a purposeful life work. As an intuitive psychotherapist, I am gifted in seeing the origin of emotional, mental, and spiritual disorders. Sometimes it is very difficult to remember the original source of trauma, the accident, the illness, the loss, the separation, the abandonment, or the abuse that initiated feelings and belief systems that can be absolutely incapacitating. But with my clairvoyance, I can see originating traumatic events and identify the beliefs and behaviors that took root so that you could survive the experience. Then I work to release the traumatic thoughts and the compulsive behaviors, as well as visual and auditory memories of traumatic events. As a medical intuitive, I see sources of disease, pain, and those mystery ailments that can't be diagnosed by testing and x-rays. I see them, explain them, and release the cellular memories of them. My intention is never to interfere with a medical diagnosis or recommended medical treatment. Rather, it's to use the wonder of medical diagnostics and the expertise of your physicians combined with input from your heavenly personal medical assistance teams and guides to create a protocol of integrated medicine that is uniquely right for you. My, my protocols can include prayer releases and forgiveness releases and guided imagery, nutrition, chiropractic, kinesiology, NEC, NLP, Reiki, hypnosis, acupuncture, biofeedback, quantum technology, massage or physical therapy, as well as art, music, and creative therapy. I love to synthesize your medical treatments into a more complete integrated treatment plan for your long-term healing. So with an understanding of how I might help you, let's open the phone lines to callers that would like to ask questions for today. Now, I understand that you might be absolutely flabbergasted at me indicating that Sharon has passed away. It is heartbreaking. It is almost horrifying. And there is a part of my heart that is truly very, very broken. But she had a goal, and that was to help those of you who had questions regarding your own healing because this was a pre-scheduled program. And so if any of you would like to call in to ask questions today, let me give you that number. It is 1-888-627-6008. 
You know, there is an incredible protocol with being a medical intuitive. It's a nice conversation to have at this time as there has been a loss in our life. And that protocol is to be accurate, as accurate as possible. And the second part of being an intuitive is to try to be very convergent, to understand that your diagnosis, what I see, if you will, it must align with the science of what is being treated at any point in time. It must align and be congruent with that treatment. And thirdly, you always want the intuition to be integrated. You want it to be able to integrate with accurate diagnosis for treatment. You want it to integrate with what the individual is going through for medical treatment and for processes and procedures. It wants to be um, congruent for the person and expand and expound on how you can further help yourself, how you can grow, how you can truly treat what is happening to you from an emotional and a physical and a mental and a spiritual perspective, yeah? So with that understanding, I don't want to talk per se or announce um, the diagnosis that Sharon has had or why she has passed away this time. There is a great sense of grief and great grief in her family. And I want to make sure that what I say is congruent with the medical report that they are receiving. And so I will hold that discussion for next week. And I really look forward to talking with you next week about the magnitude of Sharon's leaving and what that means for each and every one of us. There is, in terms of the work that is done for each and every individual, when, when you approach Sharon, when you have approached her, or when you have approached me, when you have called for services, always we open in prayer. Always we want the input of your personal guardian angels and guides and the teachers that walk with you. Teachers can be master guides. They can be specialists in various sciences. They can be master world leaders. They can be, um, they can even be different gods. You know, as, as far out as that sounds, it is what comes through. They can be groups, divine heavenly groups, if you will. But we always want to listen closely to what you express as your personal experience.
experience. And then ask your personal medical assistance team, as well as your guardian angels, guides, and teachers, what can we do to help you most? What can we do to pray for you? What can we do to advise you? What can we do to lead you? What can we do to open your mind to thoughts and beliefs and methods of healing that you might never have thought would be highly effective in your current medical position? Yes? Now, to understand a diagnosis, not just from a medical perspective, but also from a spiritual perspective, we would want to understand the spiritual aspect of what you're going through. You know, is it is it a thought that is with you that is difficult? Is it a belief system? Is it a paradigm, a long-term thinking that transcends lifetime? Is it uh, a name tape that goes off in your mind all the time? Is it a pernicious synoptic response? In other words, do you have a thought that automatically is triggering a synaptic response that is causing an illness in your being, right? And this is important to understand and understand what happened. What are we dealing with? Are we dealing with a trauma? Is it a physical trauma, an emotional trauma, a mental trauma? Is it um, an accident trauma, an illness trauma? What is the originating trauma? Because the originating trauma tells us what might be associated, yes? We would also like to look at the concept of what treatment might you had in a past lifetime that is shifting and changing how you're physically reacting to a similar trauma as it is recreated in this lifetime. Sometimes we have what are called Akashic records. They're just records of suffering of something that we experienced in a past lifetime. We experienced it. We walked through it. We may have died because of it. And in this lifetime, we're walking through a similar Akashic record. And the real experience we're asking ourselves is, can I live through this? And how can I heal? How can I heal? What do I need to assure that I heal from this? That this Akashic record from my Akashic library is permanently put aside. Yeah? And so, is it the weight of a single Akashic record? Or is it the weight of a karmic issue? Now, a karmic issue has a different weight, if you will, altogether. A karmic issue can have these long-term patterns that cause health issues in you. And those patterns just repeat, and they're, they're huge. They can be huge. And the karmic issues also have health and current health issues. They're health issues that are repeating in your life today. They can also have relationship issues, being relationships that 
have the same emotional latency and a similar patterning to a relationship that you had in a past lifetime. That might be a lot why so many of us struggle with relationships with our mothers or our fathers. Maybe there were mothers or fathers in past lifetimes. And we are struggling with that same relationship in this lifetime because it's time to get it right, as it were. Or maybe they were siblings, or maybe it was a spouse. And we're struggling with a similar pattern in this lifetime that we experienced in the past lifetime. And it's part of a karmic set of patterns that is complex. And we need sometimes to understand the path the pattern of it and the past in order to walk through it. And, you know, this was something that Sharon was fabulous at because she could go right back and see past lifetimes and explain the whole etiology of the relationship from a past life perspective. And if you had a lot of time with her, she could actually do it in great detail. Yes? And so... It was a lot of fun to try to sit through and understand past life relationships and clear them. It sure makes present day relationships much, much easier, much easier to go through. Regarding karmic issues, there are also issues of groups. In other words, were you part of a, of a work group? part of a friendship group, part of a ruling group, part of a religious group, or part of a community group, even part of a community group that was in warfare in a past lifetime. And what group are you a part of today that is pitted against another individual or another group? And it's playing out the same dynamics that you experienced from a past lifetime. Yes? In addition to these issues, there are also the karmic issues of the balance of masculine and feminine in our own being. Were you in the same sex body in that lifetime? If you are female today, were you female in the past? If you are male today, were you male in the past? Or truly, were you a crossover? Were you the opposite sex in that past lifetime? And therefore, you bring the patterning of the opposite sex into the relationship today, yes? And do you need to rebalance that sexual part of your being? There is also the perspective of what I mentioned earlier, main takes. What takes, what thoughts fire off in your mind incessantly? And you cannot stop them no matter what you do. In fact, if you really allow yourself to get quiet in meditation, what you frequently feel is you feel these takes going off, and it's almost as if the takes, the words exist outside of your mind, and that is because they do. They exist, they hold in the etheric body from a past lifetime. 
and they're activated is they're activated by your age, the age of which you were in past lifetime, and the age at which they became active in past lifetime, um, matching the age that you are in this lifetime. It's called the main tape. Some people have had so many main tapes that those tapes, um, sometimes interjected by other people, have become a form of hypnosis or self-hypnosis. And sometimes it takes unusual measures to release those tapes and those hypnosis, such as it may take what I would call um, some types of toning or Tibetan bowls to release that level of hypnosis. Yes? can be very uncomfortable. Another patterning that can be part of a full karmic issue is um, patternings of mind issues. How many different ways have you attempted to understand yourself or your partner on a deeper level? You have most likely heard of the Myers-Briggs test, looked up your astrological sign, or read the five love languages and utilized something like this, checking in to see if you're compatible with your partner or someone else. This is irresistible, isn't it? Assessments and quizzes have almost become an obsession to see if we can better comprehend our pasts and also predict our futures, especially when it comes to love. The truth is, we all want to understand ourselves and our partners better, but sometimes it's hard to know where to start. Most people don't even think about their name as having any significance beyond what they are called and are unaware of the wealth of information their name holds. But your name is actually an incredibly powerful tool that can be used to understand yourself and others better. Sharon Lynn Wyeth has dedicated her life to studying names. A reading with her will assist you in knowing the other people in your life better by knowing what is important to them and how to connect on a deeper level. Book a reading today with her on www.knowthename.com for your stunning name review. Susan Klopstein created an incredible spiritual practice called Soul Wealth that releases blockages from your life. Curses, trauma, karma, old commitments and contracts dissolve. Significant health issues, negative beliefs, unhealthy relationships, and destructive behavioral patterns simply fade away. All of the obstructions that no longer serve you on your life path simply dissipate, making possible a more joyous, fulfilling life. Contact Susan Klopstein at soulwealth.com for a most loving, spiritual soul wealth session. Hello, this is Susan Klopstein, medical and spiritual intuitive of soul wealth. And regret, we were cut off on the air. So with that understanding, please let me continue. And you are so welcome to call in at any time. That phone number for calling in for medical and intuitive psychotherapy is 888-627-6008. I was um, speaking about the many patternings of karmic-related issues. And what we were beginning to speak about 
are called mind issues, mind issues. Now, mind issues relate to how you felt during a karmic experience, and there are a number of those. There is the concept of mind shame, and this concept comes in when someone believes that they're doing the best that they can, but they are, they are dying. They are being caused to die. And because of that, they're not going to be able to complete their life purpose, be it the purpose of raising children or taking care of people that cannot take care of themselves or the purpose of earning a living for others or the purpose of working. Or if you're that 1% of the world's population here on Mission for God, it's a felt sense that you, for reasons that you cannot, you cannot effectuate, you cannot complete the mission that is written on your life path. And it is heartbreaking, and sometimes people have shame about that. Another issue is the issue of mind fear or mind terror. And that is the issue of feeling like you are being prosecuted, you are being tortured, you are being killed, and there is nothing you can do about it. And there is a terror, and you die with that terror. And people that know that they have that experience from a past lifetime frequently have an underlying sense of great anxiety. Right? So it's nice to do work to release that sense of anxiety. Another one of these patterns is the pattern of mind anger. Mind anger or mind rage. It can come out as rage. And when you have this sense of rage, it's a sense of of outrage regarding what happened to you in a past lifetime. You have a knowledge that you didn't cause it, you didn't create it, you didn't deserve it, and you're very angry about what happened to you. And the thing is, a lot of people will call me and they'll say, I am just so enraged and I don't know why. And what we begin to understand is they're angry about their current circumstances and their anger would be, Uh, a normal four or five on an emotional Richter scale of one to ten, but their whole being is reacting up in the nine zone. And it is frequently because they have experienced the same set of outrage in a past lifetime that they are reliving in this lifetime. Similarly, many people experience great grief, called a mind retiring issue, and that does not mean Alzheimer's, Um, although it does stymie the mind a little bit. A mind retiring issue is an issue where you simply don't feel that you can um, function well, as if you have a low sense of depression called dysthymia. Dysthymia is a very low-grade sense of depression. Or it may even be manifesting as a major depressive episode 
of which there seems to be not a realistic causation for it, or it may be, again, the cause of the depression that you feel might only be a three or four on the emotional Richter scale for most people, but you are experiencing it in the eight or nine zone and are totally incapacitated in life because of it. And it is diagnosed as a major depressive episode, but what it is is I frequently refer to it as, as a tanked comic issue. You've got it as an Akashic Record, a comic issue feel today, and it has great grief because you experienced a great grief, a great loss from the past lifetime that is being experienced again today. Yes? So these are patternings from um, chronic issues. And the thing about karmic issues at this level is they can really be disruptive in life. They can be dreadfully, completely interruptive of your your life path. And you can just go, oh my gosh, how, how do I keep going? How do I keep moving forward? So here is another patterning, if you will, from a karmic issue. There are also living issues and current living issues. Some of them are dichotomies. Some of them are just experiences such as success and failure, giving and receiving, war versus submission, pretense versus reality, um, chaos versus focus, winning versus losing, danger and fear, um, past and failure. Fear and faith, relationships and withdrawal, implants and choice. You know, all of these can be um, patterns that keep repeating in your life, which is why I always ask people, what are their life experiences that are patterns? What patterns repeat for you over and over again? Because these patterns tell me what, what were the core karmic struggles that you experienced in a past lifetime, they can also be indicative of Satanism, sorcery, shamanism, really black magic, things of that nature. And if that's the case, then we'll handle them differently. It is not necessarily a karmic issue, right? But it is very, very important to understand what are patterns that are repeating in your life so that we get under them and release them. There are also the patterns of what are called evolution issues and current evolution issues. In a past lifetime, you may have been a, a nun or a priest. And in this lifetime, you may choose to be agnostic in, in every way or even atheistic. Yes? And it is about... Where are you in your relationship with God in this lifetime that is interfering in your evolution, the evolution of your soul? Or is it helping you to see the dark side that you can move into balance, that your commitment to God 
is not a rote commitment. I mean, you might have made a rote commitment as a as a nun or as a priest or a pastor in a past lifetime without it being a conscious choice, right? And so what we want to do is understand where you are in your evolution and your current evolution, that you come to conscious free will choices. The other patterning that can be part of karmic issues are ancient issues or primordial creation issues. When I talk to clients, sometimes I say, okay, um, you you are soulmate of this individual, and you are primordial soulmate. You are created with this group of individuals. That is why you have come in to be with this group of individuals in this lifetime. Have you ever seen a family group that is a large cluster? It's, it's literally a large cluster. They even may have six to ten children, and then they have all of their aunts, uncles, brothers, sisters, cousins, everyone that lives in close proximity. And whether they have a closed family system, in other words, they don't let anyone in, or whether they have an open family system, they all seem to look and act very much alike. Well, this is a primordial soul group, right? They are literally all created together. (laughs) And they all come in together again because they're all going to walk through some similar family-related issues. There are also ancient issues. One of the clients was calling just the other day, and she mentioned, my goodness, all the people that I refer to, they all seem to come from this past lifetime. She mentioned past lifetime. I said, those, it is because predominantly they are all ancient issues. They all have the same similar past lifetimes. So you... Your group was created in another cosmos, and then it was created again in Atlantis. And some of you came again to walk with Jesus in Israel. And so you have some of these very powerful past lifetimes, in, and you're helping each other to heal from them in this lifetime. That's your work in this lifetime. And some of you will go on mission and others will support those that are on mission, but you have all incarnated again for the purpose of walking through this wonderful experience. And so this is another aspect of the patterns of karmic issues that can be so important. Another issue that we frequently deal with when you're talking about karmic patterns is traumatic impact issues. There are people that um, came to me early on in my practice, and it was about 50 of them, and many of them didn't know each other. They all came over a period of about six months. And they all had a past lifetime in a small city in Scotland. And that city was attacked by the English, and they had prepared for this attack. 
and they had large shipping vessels, and the vessels were underneath a castle, if you will, and they were able to row out to the ship and get on the ships and start out to sea. But because there were betrayers amongst them, if you will, traitors amongst them that communicated to the British what they were planning to do, their ships were sunk and many, many of the lives were lost. Now, this is a traumatic impact issue. They, they all had a similar death experience. And so we were releasing all the physical issues from that time of warfare and all the relationship entanglement because of the traumatic impacts that they all went through in this battle, if you will. There are other people that experience family chronic issues, tremendous family um, schisms and family battles and competitions. Um, Sharon would say, when you come from a family where all the children have the first letter in their first name, such as the letter F, and they're all um, Stephen, Susan, Sugar, um, Samantha, all of them. This is a family where the children are set up to compete against each other. And it most invariably is to work through issues of a past life karmic event. Yes? And so it's important to release family karmic issues because it allows the family to move into peace. There are also issues of soul group karmic issues, and they can be fascinating because. When you have a soul group karmic issue, the group can be incarnated together in a community, a township, a, a, a city, a state. They can be incarnated together and go through a similar incident that they went through in a past lifetime. But in addition, they can all come from an experience that they had when they were all together walking in a place separate from God, or when they were all together walking in the void. They didn't want to go to God, but they didn't want to go to a place of separation. They just didn't know quite what they wanted. So they walked in a place of a void, and they all had a traumatic experience in that void. Or what I've even seen is some all being guardian angels, guides, master guides, or master world leaders together from heaven and even being close to another planet and having a traumatic event from that planet. For example, an explosion from a planet. Therefore, a number of people, they may all carry a similar burn trauma and the difficulty in seeing it is that the trauma occurred when they were not actually in a physical body, but when they were all in their light body. There are also issues that are pattern issues 
that concern chakra cording, right? And so people can be chakra corded together. And of course, we are all chakra corded together, right? We're chakra corded to earth for our survival. We're chakra corded to each other for family, for friends, for love relationships. We're chakra corded together for our self-esteem, our teaching, and our, our career development the development of our talents and skills indefinitely from mission. We're chakra corded at the heart chakra for love and survival and esteem. We are chakra corded at the fish chakra for partnership in work and in life. We're chakra corded to the sixth chakra because we sometimes have great contracts with other people to assist them in their work, in their mission. We are chakra-corded at the seventh chakra to others who are our spiritual mentors and spiritual teachers, but also we are chakra-corded at the seventh chakra to guardian angels and guides and teachers. It's the first chakra that begins the process of that cording for guidance. Yes? And so... There are also people that we are chakra-corded to for their survival, and we are chakra-corded to people because they interfered with our survival in a past lifetime. They literally could have been dangerous to us. So in this lifetime, we are sometimes chakra-corded to them because we are going to deal with that relationship in this lifetime. And we have made that, that contract, that commitment to ourselves to walk forward and heal this as a significant issue in this lifetime. Yeah? So there are many, many different pattern issues that are part of a karmic issue. They are more than one or two health issues or relationship issues. A karmic issue is a myriad of many of these patterns that I have discussed. And it's very, very important to understand that many of us come in with seven, about seven karmic issues. And some people do a wonderful job at completing all of those karmic issues. And their soul says, okay, I have done. I have done this work. And I've survived it. I'm, I'm relatively healed from it. And I am willing to take on more. So what they will do is they may integrate with a soul of themselves from another lifetime. And the soul of themselves may come in with a whole new group of Akashic records and karmic issues. And and therefore, what you will witness that person go through is they may even go through a time of what I call a time of blessings where they're literally showered with blessings for all the good and hard work that they did in their lifetime, right? So completing all those karmic issues. And then all of a sudden, boom, life gets really rocky and dicey again, you know? And so, um, by the way, if you're going through that, don't hesitate to go to my website, 
soulwealth.com and give me a call session because it will make the whole experience much easier for you. But when someone goes through this, the purpose is to clear out this karmic library, to clear out all the things that impede you so that you can walk forward with clarity into your soul and your spiritual ascension path. And that is, that is one of the greatest reasons that we incarnate, yes? We don't necessarily incarnate for fun. We don't necessarily incarnate for a life off. We incarnate to process on our past lives and to heal from them and to go forward and live with clarity and live with peace. Yes? When we decide that we have done the best we can, then sometimes it is time to say goodbye. It is time to leave. And so there are many that make a conscious choice to leave quickly. And it may be that this was Sharon's time to make that choice. Yes? There are some wonderful issues that come up with that when a life is ended relatively quickly, and and that is when we walk in grief, there is also joy. There is joy for the memories that we have of that person. There's joy for the time that we were able to be together and spend together. There is joy for the many lessons that we experience, for the wondrous value of their life. There is joy in the magnitude of their gifts and talents. There is joy when we remember what we experienced from them in their work and their life. for 30 years and as someone who worked with her who had a sole partnership in mission with her for 27 of those 30 years I would say to you that it is with great grief that she passed away it is with my great grief that we walk through this separation at this time. I, I see her. I have communicated with her. She asked me, please, both before she died as well as when she passed, to do this radio show. And I agreed to do this for her. I... I'm grateful, and I thank you so much for your time and your listening. I am grateful. As I am going to be talking 
a family this coming week, and my hope is to host Sharon's Luminescence radio show one more time. And at that time, I would really like to be talking about Sharon's life and work. And then I would love for those of you who knew Sharon to please call in with your experiences of Sharon as a lightkeeper's channel, as a nomology leader, as a writer, as a teacher, as a mentor. This show will be a memorial to Sharon's work for you who are her listeners, her clients, and her friends. It ought to be fun and a loving testimonial to her life and her mission. As you know, Sharon likes to end her shows with the beautiful music Shine by Dee Lamore. You can hear more of Dee's music by visiting www.dlamore.com. Shine is also available on all streaming platforms. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we'll look forward to next week. And so, this is Susan Klopstein, Medical and Spiritual Intuitive of So Well, signing off for Sharon Lynn Wyatt. Bye-bye now. So